0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mark's Takes. Today's Wednesday, July 28th. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. We're, ta- we're talking NBA draft. And I have a player prop that I really like. I'll be giving out towards the end of the show. And I feel like I have to since it's going on. I'll talk some Olympics. I don't really care about the Olympics. But I feel like I have to because it's on. So... Before I get into the episode, I'm very happy to announce that this episode is sponsored by JazzSports.ag, Premier Sportsbook. Go on, sign up, and when you use the code MARKSTAKE, there's no S, no S, MARKSTAKE, you can get a 125% free play up to $1,000. Use the code MARKSTAKE. Okay, let's get into the episode. All right, so Mr. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, he's back. One final dance. I really do not like using the last dance when I talk about Aaron Rodgers. Because this is not his last dance with Devontae Adams when they didn't even have a first dance. But we'll get into that. Let's just briefly talk about what happened. So on Monday, our man... Shefty reported that Green Bay, the, the organization, and Aaron Rodgers had come to an agreement for him to return for one final year, and after this year, he'll leave, retire, whatever. One final ride with Aaron Rodgers as a Packer. I have no idea how they how they did this. I was somebody that thought he was going to retire. And we would never hear from him again. I had this thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire with his girlfriend, who's an actress. Her name is Shailene Woodley. And they were going. she was going to retire and they were going to move to a remote island in the middle of nowhere where they would spearhead their own fish and make their own water. Like they would, you know what I mean? Like they would be on an island cooking fish. Kind of like Lost style, but you're really worth $200 million and no plane crashed, you know? So, kind of like that. And that's what I just assumed. You know, hiking, cooking your own fish in the middle of nowhere. I don't know why, but for some reason I thought he was definitely going to retire. And we were never, ever going to hear from him ever again. But he's back for one final ride with Green Bay. So... That was on Monday, and then on Tuesday, he showed up. He showed up at the first day, I believe, of preseason camp. He's there. He showed up. He's wearing those ugly pit viper glasses. But honestly, that is something I never thought I would see Aaron Rodgers returning and showing up at training camp. I'm shocked. Again, I thought he was someone that was going to retire, but you know if he wants to do one final dance with Green Bay, go for it. However, as an as a fan of an NFC team, I'm a Rams fan. As a Rams fan, I you hate to see it. You know you really hate to see it because I want my Rams to make the Super Bowl, and they might have to go through choking Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't he doesn't scare me much in the postseason. The regular season Aaron Rodgers, I'm scared of. Postseason Aaron Rodgers, I'm not scared of. But, you know, I, I want the NFC, obviously, to be weaker because I want my team to flourish in the NFC in the NFC. And if they have to go through Green Bay, it just makes it that much harder. So I'm bummed about that. But, you know, I'm someone I love sports. So I'm happy that we can see Aaron play one more year on the Packers. However, the last dance slogan with with Rogers and Devonte Adams, it must stop. That is not my last dance. Hashtag not my last dance. That is insulting to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and the entire Chicago Bulls organization. It's embarrassing, truly. Stop using the last dance slogan. Stop making those graphics. I'm talking to you, PFF, because you were the one that tweeted the graphic, and it's embarrass. It's truly embarrassing because it's just really, it's very, very embarrassing. The Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers are just not anywhere near the Bulls. And I'm gonna pull up a stat because Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were six for six in the NBA Finals. We all watched the last dance last year in quarantine. You know, we saw the greatness. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl appearance, and he's one for four in NFC Championship games. Devontae Adams, who I feel like became popular last year, really, that was the first... I mean, I'm not... Don't get me... I'm not a huge NFL. Like, I became really into NFL... Last year during COVID, because I was like, I just need to watch every sport. Like, I can't miss another sports event, because ones have, what happens if one day it's all gone? Like, what happened with COVID? So, you know, I'm watching and watching. That was the first time I really learned about Devontae Adams. He's never made it to the Super Bowl. So, let's pl- let us please stop with the last dance comparisons when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Because when we really look at his career, what is this the last dance of? Is it the last dance of him choking in the postseason? Is it the last dance of him being the best regular season player for, what, the fifth year? Is this the last dance of Brady owning him one final time? I just, I, for me to say the last dance is, it's brutal and it's not right we cannot we have to stop with the last dance slogan when when talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers it's just not it's just not right so let's stop that i still think we should appreciate Aaron Rodgers and his run that he's had with the organization and we we get to watch one final ride but let's stop comparing it to Michael Jordan and Scotty who were 6 for 6 In the NBA Finals. It's just not comparable. And it's disrespectful to Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen. And the entire Chicago Bulls organization. So let's stop that. And enjoy Rodgers. Final ride. But never use the last dance. And Aaron Rodgers. In the same sentence. Unless you're talking about him choking. When looking at his final season. With the Packers. I'm very tempted to slam Aaron Rodgers' regular season MVP. You know, because his regular season self and his postseason self are like night and day. His postseason self stinks. Brady exposes him every year. He stinks. He chokes. Whatever. But In the regular season, there's not many players that play better than him in the regular season. So I'm very tempted to take it. However, it... The only thing that I'm worried about is if he doesn't take this season seriously, he comes, you know, I'm not sure if he'll even start the first game. I'm not really sure where they're at because they do have Jordan Love. They, I just don't really know where they're at when it comes to... When it comes to... Is he starting week one? What is his path this final season? Obviously be cool if they won a super bowl but how seriously is he taking this i know aaron personally so i I, again i don't know but that's the only thing that concerns me but his regular season self is phenomenal and again as a nfc fan nfc I'm i'm a i'm a fan of a team in the nfc it's brutal you know i want my team to have an easy path to the super bowl I mean, we saw Brady in the NFC. I have to deal with Brady and Rodgers coming back. But again, Rodgers in the postseason, bring it on. Bring it on because he does not scare me one bit. All right, now let's transition into our NBA draft section of the show, including a free play that I love. All right, so tomorrow is the. NBA draft, the 2021 NBA draft, the Pistons have the number one pick, then the Houston Rockets have number two, and the Cleveland Cavaliers have number three. The projected number one pick, Cade Cunningham, out of Oklahoma State University. First of all, I love Cade. You know me. I spent months watching college basketball. Oklahoma State, I even had a bracket where I thought they were going to win the entire thing. I truly did. I really liked watching Cade play. It was it was great, and I read a report saying that the Pistons are not a hundred percent sold on Cade, which would make them top level idiots. You would be a top tier idiot to to pass on Cade, and part of me wants to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, no, they're actually not idiots. I think they're what they want is. They plan on drafting Cade, but they want other teams to, like they're 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 still thinking about trading that number one pick, and they want other teams to, other teams want Cade, but they want other teams to give more. They like you know OKC are they gonna give Shea and the sixth pick for the first pick? I think they're waiting around. They they released that story in hopes that other teams would send more weapons to the Pistons for that number one pick. Because you'd have to be, again, a top-tier idiot to pass on Cade. I do think that the talent this year in, in the draft is a bit lower than most years. Like, Cade is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He reminds me of Jason Tatum. But he's not, like, he's not the most athletic player. He's not... You know, he's very smart on the court, but he's not, again, he's not the most most athletic player. He's a good shooter. He's an overall great player, but he's not like, when you watch him, you're not like mind blown. Like when we were watching Zion, like the hype around that was crazy. I think it's a mix of the COVID season was very weird in college basketball, and I also think it's a mix of there were so many dudes that didn't play college, went straight to the G League, and no one really cares about the G League, no one watches the G League, so there's a lot of names on this draft of players that spent their year, instead of playing in college, playing in the G League, and no one paid attention, and now they're like, you know, the fourth pick or the fifth pick, and you're like, who is that? Like, I have no idea who that is, because the last time you heard about them, they were like in high school, and so it's a lot of that but you can go and watch the highlights of these players. They're all very great. There's just there's a lot of great great players. I'm going to pull up the mock draft right now. Um I would assume Cade goes one. Again, you'd have to be the Pistons would have to be top-tier idiots to to pass to pass on it. Um really really I feel like always though before the draft there's always some chatter about teams not being sure like the number one team not being sure about their number one pick but I really think it's a tactic to have other teams try to offer more for that number one pick I think it's it's very smart it's very very smart but Cade is great he's one of the most complete players I've ever seen he's I mean he's awesome and see he seems like an awesome dude I'm very happy for him wherever he ends up. Probably Detroit, even though Detroit's a shitty city. You know, you're the number one pick. The Pistons, I always thought, were a cool team. I don't know why. Thought they were, I always thought they were cool. But Detroit's not great. Number two, Jalen Green. So, Jalen Green is a guy that was... Jalen Green, I believe, was a guy that was in the G League. And I'm like, I have no idea who this is because I don't watch... I don't watch G League. I don't watch G League games. Yeah, he was on the Ignite team. Yeah, so it's like I have no idea who this is, but he's supposed to be really good. So he played on the G League. That's just the thing about I've heard of him, but I feel like the last time I heard of him was when he was in high school. So yeah, I mean he chose the G League over college, and then I feel like once you go to the G League, no one's watching. Um, and then number three would be the guy from USC. Um, Mobley, the brother, who I spent a very, very, I spent a lot of time watching him this season because I watched so so much Pac-12 being on the West Coast. He's, I mean, he's great. I really liked him, but again, I don't know if it's because I watched more college basketball this year than I've ever than I ever have, or if the talent is lower. But like, he's good. He's nothing like. He's nothing like. Fantastic, but we'll see. Obviously, I give—they're just children, you know—they're just children at the end of the day. So I hope that these that these kids are that they're good and they're just—they're just children. But Evan Mobley, so he's—he might go to the Cavs. I don't, yeah, that makes sense because I don't think I don't see the Rockets going after a center because they have Christian Wood. So. He's very, he averaged, like, 16 points as a freshman. He's a, he's very, like, he's a, he's very, very big, but he's very, like, he can move. Like, he's very skilled, he's competitive, he's, he's fast. Like, he's really, he, he's, he has, like, so many, he, I think he had, like, 10 games or something this year where he had four or more blocks, and he even had a little bit of shooting. Like, he hasn't even been in the league yet, and he's, and he's, so, so tall, and he's able to shoot the ball that well. Was That was crazy to see in college. Because I was like, well, just wait. In like five years when he actually has professional development, he, he'll definitely be able to shoot the ball. And then the Raptors, yeah. So we got Raptors, G League, another G League guy, and then Jalen Suggs. We all know Jalen Suggs because he was the one that hit the buzzer beater. Yeah, I mean, they're all great. Davion Mitchell, Scotty Barnes... Keon Johnson. Yeah. Kai Jones. Corey, Corey Kispert with the mustache. These names are bringing me back because I'm like, I forgot about all these. Chris, Duer- Chris, Chris Duarte from Oregon. He's 24. He's he's much older. Moses Moody. Love Moses Moody. Trey Mann. Jared Butler. Oh, God. We'll see how the Clippers draft. You know, I'll say a prayer tonight that instead of taking a 67 big man who doesn't know how to rebound, they take a nice athletic wing. That would be great. We'll see. I hope they get Sharif Cooper from Auburn. That would be dope. If Trey Mann is still around at that pick, I wouldn't be opposed or um, the guy from Illinois, the little guard, the that I forgot his name, but he wears like he wore like the Batman mask for a bit. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. So we'll see who the Clippers take. I just pray, I just pray that they don't take a six-seven big man who doesn't know how to rebound and sets the record for how many times a player's been blocked in a game. Talking to you, you know, I'm um, whatever. What's his name? Oturo. Uh, I'm talking to you. I think you said. I think he set the record for how many how many times a player's been blocked in a game. Someone's got to fact check me on that, but. I think I think he did. He was blocked like eight times. So we'll see. But my pick is Moses Moody under eleven and a half draft draft rank. So I, I'm taking that he will be drafted ninth, tenth, eighth. I mean he's he's one hundred percent gonna be a top twenty pick, but my sports book has over under eleven and a half. The thing is, six through ten is always very, very dicey. You never really know what teams are going to do. But this is sports betting. Does really anyone have any idea what they're doing when it comes to sports betting? No, no, they don't. And so I'm taking Moses Moody under an 11 and a half. I've seen, I've read every mock draft. I've read every, I've read every. Description of Moses Moody. I've read Twitter. I've asked college people their opinions. And yes, everybody has a different opinion. Drafting is something that, again, no one knows. And that's the beauty of sports betting. Like, who's actually, when you're actually sports betting, who is doing it seriously? I mean, who generally knows what they're doing when it comes to sports betting? Nobody. Cappers and stuff will tell you that they know what they're doing, but they're just idiots like everybody else. Like, I'm an idiot when it comes to sports betting. So is the capper on Twitter that has 50,000 50, followers. Nobody knows what they're doing except for Stu. Go, good old Stu Finer is the only sports capper, sports consultant that I will trust. And yeah, so I'm taking Moses Moody under an 11.5. I think he'll he will be drafted by the Sacramento Kings at nine. Again, if he's drafted over, I wouldn't be shocked. Because, like I said, six through twelve, very dicey. You never, you never exactly know what's going to happen in that in that six through eleven range. But I'm I'm eighty percent confident that he will be drafted at nine by the Sacramento Kings, who are I think they're going to get rid of everybody. Buddy Healed. I mean, they they're in talks to get. Kyle Kuzma and Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons and Kyle Kuzma going to Sacramento. I would call Sacramento kind of the wasteland for NBA players. Like, where do you go where your NBA career can just rot? Rot for the rest of time. Sacramento. So after Ben Simmons' performance in the playoffs, Kyle Kuzma, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them ended up there to just rot for the rest of their career. Um, but Moses Moody at nine, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm 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 riding it. Like some cappers don't even ride their own plays. I will be riding that. I'll be watching. I love the draft. It's so exciting. I love those players that get drafted at the end because you never know. Look at Terrence Mann. He was drafted in the late second round and he scored 40 points in a closeout game to make history and punch the. Clippers' first ever ticket to the Western conference finals he became a rotational player off the bench basically the clippers six man he was the bottom of the second draft the second round so I always stick around and watch the the end of the second round because those dudes there are some fighters down there real fighters and yeah so now let's transition to our Olympics talk so. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the the U.S. has been doing really, really bad this year. Really bad. Let's look at the live. Sometimes when I'm really bored, I'll go in like the live medal count. So yeah, U.S. has the most. We have 25 medals. The mo the the next country that has the most is China with 21 medals. We have nine golds. Japan has the most golds. They have 10. So we're actually really not doing that bad. But maybe I just thought every year the U.S. like dominated so well that we had like 30 more medals than everybody else. So we got 25 medals. We got nine. Yeah, I mean, we got nine. We got nine golds, eight silvers, and eight bronzes. I don't know. There was definitely a cool moment so far. Probably the coolest moment that I've seen so far in the Olympics would be this girl, this 17-year-old girl last night won the gold and she was she's from Alaska and like the video her name's Lydia Jacoby the video of like her town watching it is so good. She's 17 years old. She's the first swimmer from Alaska to qualify for the Olympics. She's the first swimmer from Alaska to win an Olympic medal. Apparently, they, de- they don't even have there's one Olympic size pool in, in Alaska. Yeah, there's one 50 meter pool in the state of Alaska, and she's the first athlete from Alaska to win a gold medal. That is cool. And I really like it because she upset that Lily King girl. And Lily King, she's from the US. Like, as an as an American, I'm like, I should be rooting for this girl. She was cocky. She was arrogant. She was trying to step like Lydia Jacoby was doing a interview afterwards, a post game a post swim interview. She was celebrating the gold, and this girl Lily King is like trying to step into the interview. And I'm like, get out, like get out of the frame because this is this girl's moment. She's 17 years old. She won her first. She won the gold. She she won the first gold in Alaskan Alaskan. Alaska Alaska history and this girl Lily King is like trying to get into the shot but the cameraman the cameraman like cut her out so that's my shout out for the show is the cameraman that cut Lily King out of the shot because that dude deserves a huge rage a huge that guy deserves a huge raise I'm having a lot of trouble talking today but the cockiness out of Lily King was too much. She finished third, and she couldn't wait to get into the interview. And I'm like, "You got third? Shoo! Get out! Give the girl who won first the the longest interview. Give her a solo interview. You know, give her everything. Get that Lily King girl out of the interview. It was so awkward. And I'm I'm an American, and I'm very glad that another American lo- lost because if Lily King would have won first, the post game. The post swim is it the post game interview the post swim would have been horrible it would have been atrocious probably one of the worst things so I'm very happy as an American that another American lost because that cockiness and and just it was so arrogant that's not how we should be represented here in the U S that 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 uh, what's her name Lydia Jacoby deserves the gold congrats to her. But that was a cool moment. That was probably my top moment so far. Just watching her town like win. That was dope. But yeah, I feel like the U.S. we're kind of we're kind of sucking. Like we we got silver. I I know I sound really I sound really spoiled right now. Like I'm complaining about a silver medal at the Olympics. But yeah, I guess I'm a spoiled American who's really used to gold medals and. We got, we got silver in softball, got second, which I feel like is a sport we should win. I feel, I don't know, as an American, I'm like, we should win every single sport. And then at gymnastics, we got, gymnastics, we got silver, which is still great. Like, shout out to those girls. It was dope. Um, but I, I guess I'm just spoiled where I'm like, we should win every single, we should, we should win every single event because... I don't know I feel like maybe when I was little I just assumed that the U.S. won like every single event literally every single event like I feel like in 2008 when it was taking place in Beijing and I would watch it I just thought the U.S. won every every medal so yes but I have been enjoying like the weirder events like um table tennis was electric handball is electric like my top 3 would be handball because that that was so cool. Table tennis, badminton. That that top 3 was pretty good. I like the fencing. I'm actually watching the fencing as I as I record this and fencing and the kayaking, but I really like the kind of niche sports because they're just so interesting. Like the table tennis. The table tennis was electric. It's just like these things that are usually not supposed to be this big and exciting, but because it's the Olympics, it's like, let's go. Like I'm going to watch table tennis for 3 hours and I'm going to love every se- every single second of it. Um so yeah, hopefully US, you know, just keep grinding, keep, you know, doing your thing. We'll get those golds. We'll have the most medals at the end, but hopefully USA basketball can pick it up. But Yeah, I feel like the Olympics this year is kind of lame. The time change makes it significantly worse because I'm not going to wake up at 3 in the morning. I'm sorry. There's not many things that will get me up at 3 in the morning, and the Olympics is definitely not one of them. So I'm not going to wake up at 3 to watch a sporting event. I'm not going to do it. And I'm on the West Coast. East Coast can maybe watch it, but it's like West Coast, it's not even a thought because it's like who's going to wake up at 3? Like, If you're on the East Coast, okay, 6 is early, but you guys still watch. Here, it's 3 in the morning. Like, that's just not, it's just not even a thought for me to watch the event at 3 in the morning. Because, like, that's, I'm asleep. So, yes, I hopefully my Olympic fever picks up in the next week and I get more hype. I think the USA basketball really killed, like, my Olympic fever because they just... They really put a damper on my Sunday the other day. Got up early to watch them. They lost. It was just they put a huge damper on my Sunday. The way they play, the way they act, they're just all like divas, and I just I can't stand it. They I think they really dampered my Olympic fever. Um, but yeah, so hopefully it, it it's it's I think it's starting to get back up a little bit. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get back on the USA train, and. Yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. We have a solid, we got a solid 30 minutes in for today. Happy Wednesday. Have a great day. Enjoy your day. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. And huge announcement, by the way, coming next Monday. Get ready. Huge announcement. I'll see you guys next Monday. Have a great day. Peace. (laughs)